Hello, and welcome to Beat Down, a musical battle royale. I'm your host, to do run running Josh Brunell, and joining me on the panel this week. <laughs> she was born Irish Spice and raised Italian Spice. She's Jennifer Lane, everybody. Good afternoon, Jennifer. <laughs> Good afternoon. And Ed, what what spice are you? Um, I mean, lately, uh, can I be Podcast Spice? You are Podcast Spice. My Pod Spice. He's Podcast Spice. He's Edward Giordano. <laughs> and last hey, but not up, least... Everyone? Last but not least, she is a Gleek. She's a NorCal sports fan, and most importantly, she's our first returning guest. She's Sammy Higgins, everybody. Good evening, Sammy. Hello. And I'm also a Sporty Spice. Oh, there we go. There sporty go. Spice. I Perfect. like that. And that I, I like that a lot. I thought about I thought about proclaiming my love of Melanie C, but I know you're over ta me talking about that, Josh. <laughs> well, let's go around the circle because our topic this week is girl groups uh, and uh, favorite Spice Girl, Jennifer. Um, I, I, you know, uh, the, the, the blonde baby spice, baby spice, there you go. Ed, Ed, you're, nobody oh, ever picks her. Nobody ever, no one ever picks baby spice. Really? Emma I, think people, I think people pick baby spice. in the bar the other yeah. night. Nobody was picking her. Oh, I totally was not a part of this conversation. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, you were. Oh. But okay. so wasn't four car bombs. Oh, yes. It was this post four car bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, songs about drinking, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Ed, you, you, are you repping? You're repping Sporty Spice over there? I'm, I'm repping Sporty Spice. And it's for a different reason than you might suspect. I respect her for starting her own record label after being dropped. Red Red Girl Records or whatever. Mm. And then still, like she still puts out music regularly. And you know what? That show's passion and dedication yeah. to music that that frankly the other four spices are failing at comparatively yeah i mean the the other four spices have really turned to things other than music i will give that i will say sporty spice has my favorite post spice girl single which was turn to you that it's is a, a great, great song. song uh oh. there's other great songs as well <laughs> as well as uh as well as a musical cover album which i'm sure you've avoided i i, I I actually have not avoided it. I actually really like her cover of musicals. Uh, she does oh, a duet really? of your favorite musical song um, from Chess. She does it with Baby Spice. With oh, she does. Uh, I know him so. I know him so well. Yeah, with Baby Spice on that record. Oh, that's very a fantastic good. song. Very good. Okay, now I got to listen to that. Uh, last but not least, Sammy, uh, what is your favorite uh, Spice Girl? Well, I always liked Baby Spice, but I really feel like Forty Spice always had the best part. So I always sang her part. Oh, there you go. That's a good point. I say personally, it would have to be Ginger Spice just because uh, Gary never felt like she belonged there. Like, she always felt like she was in a different band and just happened to show up and they'd be like, you'll be fine. <laughs> for some reason, she was my favorite. She did kind of seem to be moving to her own beat. Not, yes, exactly. Not musically, but just, yeah. But she, <laughs> she was kind of the rebel, which and I never, yeah. I never got like, you know, she was, you know, could have been more Scary Spice. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, I apologize. Uh, we did miss the show last week. Uh, we apologize for that. We just got super busy, but uh, we are back this week. Uh, and of course, we are here for a beatdown, wherein we will choose a theme, and each of us brings a song that we think is the ultimate representation of that theme. Uh, we'll present our picks, make our case, and then you, the listener, will vote on who you think brought it the best and reign supreme. As we said this week, our topic is girl groups, but before we get to that, we have to talk about last week. Uh, our topic was songs about drinking. Jennifer brought the Elliot Smith thesis statement between the barns. Uh, Ed took us to the islands via Williamsburg with Vampire Weekends or Chata, and I presented the vastly superior Chandelier by Sia. But <laughs> <laughs> no matter. Uh, <laughs> superior. Because it was our guest Noodle uh, who took the tipsy crown with Sublime's 40 ounces to freedom. Uh, Noodle who did a great deal of online campaigning. And uh, though I think she thought I somehow looked down on that, I actually thought it was amazing how uh, much online. <laughs> I, was, I was very uh, confused why campaigning she did. we rarely get Facebook comments on episodes and that that episode had like a bunch of things like what i'm like what is happening well as i said to her yesterday she is far better at promoting us than we are i mean and if, if we were better at self-promoting we would we could probably be a lot more successful we totally could and if teresa is still listening uh Hi, teresa. thank you uh yes. because apparently she enjoyed the show <laughs> as well oh uh, vanessa also had an adorable thing she tweeted she im'd me and said uh my dad is listening to the podcast and live tweeting it to me however he doesn't have twitter so he's just emailing me what his thoughts every 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that worked. That, that's that, adorable 
Pretty that is super cute. Yes. I love it. <laughs> uh, those were our songs about drinking. Sammy, uh, if you were here, do you have a song about drinking? Oh, God, not off the top of my head, but I like the one that won. It would, I would probably pick that one. But yours is actually, I don't know, as a song, I think it's a better song, but Sublime, I, I can't not pick Sublime. It, yeah, Sublime pretty much is the definition of drinking if you grew up in California. <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's kind of inescapable in that way. Yeah, it's like a and, frat party in three minutes. Uh, so. jo- Josh, can I have a moment to do the the most recent comment on our iTunes page, which we thank them for? Yes, please. Yes, please uh, uh, tell us about our iTunes review. Our newest iTunes review is from Half Girl and uh, I, she. I'm sorry if I'm using the wrong uh, pronoun. She said, so happy to have Josh, Jen, and Ed back for podcast goodness. Love hear, hearing love hearing, getting new music ideas. Smiley face. Aww. And we love you listening, Half Girl. Thanks very much. Yes, thank Absolutely. you. We also got the funniest uh, tweet from Kate McGarry, uh, which <laughs> was, that. when you find out your fave podcast oh, yeah. trio oh, is still God. recording, and then a gif of uh, Kristen Wiig saying, oh my God, which is, <laughs> that made my day. So thank you very much, Yes. Kate. Thank you. Uh, well, our theme this week is girl groups. But before we get into picks, uh, I got into multiple conversations over the last two weeks over what is a girl group. And I thought that was just a given, like this concept of what is a girl group. But I kept running into people who had very differing opinions on what defines a girl group. And so I really wanted to put it out to the panel. Now, Ed, girl groups was actually your suggestion. Yes. So let's start with you. Um, how do you define a girl group as opposed to just a group that has girls in it? Okay, I, I had a lengthy discussion with my coworker about this very topic. And here's what the here's the law of the land as as according to us. <laughs> Band is a gender neutral male, mainly male, possibly female group of people that play instruments a boy band is a group of males that don't play instruments a girl band is a group of girls that do play instrument and a girl group is a group of girls that don't play instruments that is that is how we laid out <laughs> laid it out so you defined girl group as being all girls no instruments like lilix or the donnas are girl bands okay mm. or Fifth just- harmony is a girl group Okay, that's interesting. I, Go ahead. I take Simon. issue with that because I feel like band should be gender neutral. Shouldn't have to specify girl band or regular band. That's just assuming that a male band is the normal. Well, so no, a, 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 a band can is either all males or mixed. But a, right. So then, why doesn't all male band? Because an all male band is already that's already taken by the boy band naming slot. And I and guess I don't understand why an so, all girl band it can't just be a band. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Because of, the, because of a history of misogyny in this world <laughs> is the answer to that. All right, we just needed you to hear it, you to say it. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's a valid point because, yeah, the other night in this conversation, former guest Mike Axelson, who I'm sure as soon as I say this, he'll be like, that's not what I said. You got it all wrong. But he kept saying that a girl group is a group that is all girls and that that was the extent of it. But I was like, does that make Metallica a boy band? Because there's only boys in that band. To me, I always defined a girl group as being a band, which are a group of musicians. If they would sing or play instruments, never really made a difference to me the same way that like, what was that? There, there was like BB Mac, which was the boy band that played guitar. Um, but uh, to me, a girl group was a group of predominantly female vocalists in some kind of a musical group that sang about topics that were focused on the experience of being a tween teenage younger woman and so to me it was more about content or is it was as much about content as it was about presentation which we'll get a little bit into uh my my pick this week which for some people they wouldn't even think was a girl group song Mm -hmm. Uh, but to me it really is because yeah it's about the experience of being a girl uh and that to me was as important as the 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 gender makeup of the band itself Okay, and for me, it was less about the construction as far as what they did, whether they were just singers or whether they're musicians. Um, But for me, the way I was looking at it was, okay, yes, all women in the group. And the style of song that they presented. So it had more to do with the harmonizing and the, you know, the 
the cohesive unity of the group and the sound that it was creating. Mm. So for me, that is how I was approaching it. It's interesting because all of our picks this week, as we're discussing this, are like so definitive of how we define girl right, group. Like right. nobody, we all came at it from really interesting angles. Sammy, uh, what is your take on this concept of what is a girl group and what isn't? I think a girl group is a group of female vocalists that I agree with Ed that don't play instruments. So, and I don't think that it has to be specific to a, a certain topic they sing about, because look at Destiny's Child. They weren't really singing for, you know, young girls. They were singing more for like strong women. Mm -hmm. But I would still classify Destiny's Child as a girl group because they were all girls and they didn't play instruments. Right. See, and I totally wouldn't. I would call them because their their the content of their music was so focused on womanhood. Mm. Uh, to me, I wouldn't define them as a girl group. Whereas, like uh, a, a like SWV were probably the same age, but all of their songs were really focused on girlhood, and so I would have defined them as a girl group. Yeah. See, I, I wow, I didn't I didn't know that we were this far apart on it because I I I would definitely call Destiny's Child a girl group. I would not call the Dixie Chicks a girl group because mm -hmm. they're a band. Okay. Okay. And... I mean, yeah, because yeah, I agree. I'm I'm on like Dixie Chicks girl band. Yeah. And you then oh, you no, have and Destiny's <laughs> Child are girl groups because of the lack of instruments. No, I'm with Sammy. We just call we just call Dixie Chicks a band now. <laughs> now, Ed, where do you put <laughs> dancing? That came up in a couple of our conversations where people kept saying a girl group has to dance. Where do you come down on that? I don't think they have to dance. I mean, girl girls allowed cannot dance for for. For nothing and they are most certainly a girl group so well and i think like the whole dancing the choreographed dancing thing originally came out of the boy groups like the mm. well and they did the call boy, them boy band bands yeah, yeah like, they called them boy bands yeah so. and but more just for the alliteration the, than um, any function right um the new kids on the block like to me that whole you know it, that i think came long after the girl groups mm. the the boy band you know yeah they didn't play interests but but what they could do is, you know, do choreograph videos together. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me then, let me put it out to you, uh, Ed and Sammy, because you're both on the kind of don't play instruments aspect of it. The Monkees <laughs> were considered at the time the ultimate boy band. However, the Monkees did play all of their instruments live and on the latter albums on record as well. So did they stop becoming a boy band and just be a regular old band once they picked up their instruments? Or was the definition a little different in the 60s? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal a bit of Jennifer's definition, I believe, or maybe it was Sammy's, where, where there's a focus on a harmonization. And I think you have certain groups like Hanson and yeah. E.B. Mac and O-Town that are in this interstitial area between boy band and band. And some the Monkees is just an earlier example of that. That's a good point because like early, like Mbop Hanson, I would totally call a boy band song, but like modern day Hanson, which is actually still really good. You should all still which be listening play, to Hanson. They're actually love, still really good. Oh my God. Modern Hanson is my favorite Hanson. But they are really just like a rock act now. Uh, they're, they're on the poppy side of that or on the pop soul side of that. But they're, they're yeah, they're def you would definitely not call what they do now a boy band. Sammy, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, maybe I'd add, add a caveat if they write their own music, mm. then they're a band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was actually a distinction yeah. that I was just thinking of at the same time because, like, you think of, you know, like, the new kids on the block. They were, as you know, one of the earlier, at least the, the one that people realized for the first time that was a manufactured group. Mm -hmm. They were put together. They weren't, you know, just kids that hung out together. Like, you know, the Beatles. Like, I mean, are the Beatles a boy band? Yeah, no. they were considered a boy band during their mop top phase. So, okay, so then, yeah, is it that they, they do or don't write their own songs? Is it that they were, uh, that they came together organically or if they were produced by a, a record label? Or is it, you know, the, the content of their music? Exactly, and that's what I was going to say is that like, is weird. during their mop top Not period weird, but... when they were considered a boy band, mm -hmm. their music was very much focus, focused on boyhood and you know, being nice to girls and does she like me? And then once they really graduated into writing songs about life and existence and, mm -hmm. and acid use, uh, then people really stopped defining <laughs> them as a boy band and started considering them. A I mean, yeah. the new kids on the block stopped becoming a boy band. Once they did a song called dirty dog, 
And then they became a boy band again when they did a song called Girl, I Love You on like the last record. So I don't know. I think I really think that content is really focused here, but I could be alone in that. I, I think I think what we're hitting at is we're it's like no, none of it really matters. I feel like I'm on an episode of of another podcast I listen to, which is Vox, where they do like <laughs> they do ten hours on a topic, and in the end, they just like none of it really matters. Like that's literally <laughs> that's literally what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think it really is. It's kind of a judgment call, and it's kind of just at the end of the day, we do have to. It, you don't have to put things in boxes, but it is yeah. definitely easier to find your in on something if you're able to kind of know where to start. And so when you know where to start at something and being like, this is a girl group or a boy band mm -hmm. and it gives you kind of a, a play a, a frame of reference by which to get it and then hopefully they rise above that or maybe they don't and they're just great in what they are well uh let's just go ahead and get into it now i'm gonna put all of the names into a hat and by hat i mean random.org uh. and i'm going to randomize them and we'll see what the order is clickety clickety jennifer you can confirm you're up first <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so let's go ahead and turn it over to jennifer the theme this week uh, is girl groups and right. uh please tell us what you brought for this girl groups beatdown okay so again in in my eyes the way i was looking at a girl group was um all women um didn't really give much thought to whether or not they played instruments or not but i do um i do kind of side on that I do, I do lean toward no instruments, uh, a group that, um, isn't just a lead singer with backups, but it's actually a group that has a cohesive sound and they harmonize together and they sound great. And I went with old school, original American girl group, the Ronettes and their song, Be My Baby. My Baby by the Ronettes. A um, little history on the Ronettes. It's an American girl group uh, formed in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, comprised of two sisters, Veronica Bennett and Estelle Bennett. But uh, most people know Veronica Bennett as her, you know, by her stage name as Ronnie Spector. So and good. their cousin, Nedra Talley. I could be pronouncing her name wrong. But um, so they all grew up together in New York and um, their mothers were sisters, so they were very close. On the weekends, they would hang out at their grandmother's house, and they would sing together and perform, like, even as early as eight years old. So wow. they they had this down. Like, that was how they entertained themselves. They they would sit around the, the family living room, and they'd sing together. Um, they As they got older, they did go by the Darling Sisters, and then later, when they got their first record deal, they were known as... Um, Ronnie and the Relatives, which is a very weird song, a weird name. Um, and then because, you know, Veronica or Ronnie was clearly the, the, the leader of the girl group. Um, and then they eventually called themselves the Ronettes. That's where it came from. Um, they were they they were signed to one record label in the beginning and they weren't really getting anywhere with it and they they weren't happy with the direction it was taking them so Estelle Bennett uh Ronnie's sister was the one who actually reached out to Spill Phil, Phil Spector wow. thank you and um yeah. so this was like early 63 so not long before this was actually recorded and she's like hey you know not really happy I think you really like us um we've got a great sound I uh, would like to audition for you. And he loved them. He, he he played a few bars and they started singing for him. Loved him, loved him. He really just wanted to sign Ronnie. But um, her mom said, nope, it's the group or nobody. You know, you just package deal or not. So it was really great. They, they recorded this and 
this was one of the, the I want to say one of the, the maybe not the first, but at least one of the most popular songs that originated the, the wall of sound that Phil Spector created. And that was, you know, this is the first song that he actually recorded using a full orchestra. And um, you know, used the multiple pianos and the guitars and the saxophones and the other horns and just recorded the live tracks and then layered it and layered it and sampled it and just to create such a full rich sound. And, you know, I know we've tossed that about before the, the wall of sound and his, his thinking was, you know, most songs were heard on AM radio and it wasn't great quality and most songs were heard on the jukebox and not great quality. So he wanted to create a sound that was so strong that even if, you know, the material wasn't there, it would still be impactful and, and people would hear it. So, wow, I've never heard that before. Yeah. And that makes now that because I'm because I love the wall of sound, yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with Phil Spector, right? And now that you've said that, I'm like, that exactly describes yeah. what that sound is is that it would sound good on AM radio, yeah. And it, it had to overcome the, the mediocre uh medium that it was being played on. Wow. Um, and if you guys have a chance to check it out, um. There's a documentary on Netflix called The Wrecking Crew that talks about the session musicians that played on all of these songs. So, um, okay. So anyhow, so Be My Baby, from the first note, the, you know, ba-boom, ba-boom. Dum, 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 There you go. Yeah. It, it just, it, 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 it pulls you in. It sounds kind of simple. sounds, you know, kind of light, but then, it, you know, it builds and you just get all of those layers together. Um, the other thing I like about this song is of the time, many of the love songs were kind of more passive in their message. You know, it was more like, you know, wishing and hoping and, you know, all these more passive, I don't want to say subservient, but just more passive. It was a lot of begging. It was a lot, a lot of like, lot of, please love me A lot of begging, a lot of wishing. And, but this was, you know, she say, she's laying it out there. You know, they're laying it out there. Like from the moment I met you, you know, this is what I'll do. Be my baby. And it was just, it's one of those songs. I think it's like a good, it, it, it's a good anthem. It's not, you know, you're not waiting for somebody else to decide your fate. You're taking control of the situation. You're being proactive about it. Um, and I just think it's really great. And, you know, later when we go into our, you know, our, our, our final plea of why I'll go into all the stats about this song and, and, mm -hmm. and why it's so great and why it's so iconic and and how it influenced other artists and and the great material that it has then you know is spurred that we wouldn't have without this I, I you really can't understate the impact of this song and even you can't even understate the impact of that opening just that done Dun dun shh, dun. Literally, Brian Wilson said he spent the rest of his career trying to recreate that sound to the point where Phil Spector is on record. There's some there's a couple insane documentaries about Phil Spector because he did end up being insane. Yeah, but um most artists are there's an amazing interview with him where he's like, I don't even know how I did that. I tried to recreate recreate it later and I couldn't mm -hmm. figure it out. Well the funny thing is, okay, so I will tell this story. I mean it, it, it's been this song has been identified as being the song that really inspired, you know, the sound of the Beatles mm -hmm. after a certain point and most definitely the Beach Boys. And Brian Wilson talks about when uh, the first time he saw it, he was driving a car with his girlfriend, heard the song, actually had to pull over to just take it all in because he couldn't believe what he was hearing. And he did. He would play it. He would just play. He would just loop the chorus over and over and over again. And his daughter, Carney Wilson, which we'll talk about later, Sammy, <laughs> got a little, you know, got a little uh, family rivalry. Uh, inspiration going on here. Um, he, she would say like every morning she'd wake up and she'd hear that start. But he, he was just so moved by it, and he actually wrote, um, oh my gosh, what is the song? Now I've totally lost. Don't worry, baby. Yes, that's right. Is a the, as, to the song. as like the male response to it. And once I heard that, I thought, oh my gosh, of course it is. It's my second favorite Beatles it's, song. Or I'm sorry, Beach, Beach Boy, Boy song. song. Second favorite yeah. Beach Boy song. Yeah. yeah. So yes, it's, 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 it's pretty iconic. Um, I, you know, I think, it, I think it's, I think it's a, a good, powerful, you know, female empowerment song. I think it's, um, an iconic sound and I, I and I think it, 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 brought about so much other great music as a result yeah i mean there's not much more to say i mean you yeah. can't really this is the definitive girl groups mm -hmm. song in my opinion as i would say in the opinion of of 
people, quite frankly. People uh, in the know. This is this is great. Ronnie Spector, just just an all star, world class vocalist. If you're a music nerd, as I am, she did an EP that was produced by Joey Ramone. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say in like the late '90s, uh, early 2000s, yeah, which is unbelievable. Yeah. She covers a freaking like Johnny Marr song, like it's so good um she's still she's still world class um yeah i mean i'll i'll cook up some terrible things to say about this song later but uh, right now i I got nothing but love for this pick the ronettes i mean uh, the wall of sound phil specter there's just not enough nice things to say about how great this is uh ed let's go over to you uh what do you think of be my baby uh by the ronettes uh i i think you're right it's like it's a great classic girl group song that I probably wouldn't have thought of like instantly in this, and I was I was I'm not surprised. I I'm learning more and more about Jen, and I didn't realize she's like a, she was such a, a jukebox diehard. <laughs> oh yeah, I I was left alone as a child for a long long periods of time during the day. Both my parents worked. Hey, that's what they did. <laughs> but what they did do was provide us with stacks and stacks of record albums, and oh yes eight track cassettes so <laughs> oh nice uh, I mean, yeah <laughs> those are my formative years it's awesome and- i feel like it's it's like it's almost like on like if you compare them if you if you're looking at just mine and jennifer songs which which probably should be the two you're in between um <laughs> uh it, it's like like hers is so much of like the beginning of girl groups and mine is so much on the just this is happening now so it it's it feels almost unfair to the other to the other two people in this thing. Wow. It's, cause... <laughs> Have you heard Sammy's Ouch. song yet? Yeah. Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Oh, we can't. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, oh, it will be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, great, I'm ready for that beatdown. Sammy, what yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on "Be My Baby" by the Ronettes? Um, you know, I gotta really give some kudos to Jen for coming prepared for this one because she just gave us a lesson. Uh, <laughs> I, it's a great song. Uh, it was one of those songs that I never really gave much thought to, but it's one that I knew just growing up because everybody knows that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we sang it in theater when we were doing, you know, different skits and stuff. So yeah, it's a great pick. This is also the first song in Dirty Dancing, which yeah. when I was a kid, just like the oh, visual yeah. and this song kind of made my head explode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and then um, if somebody else was quoted as saying that, as represented in uh, movies and television and other popular popular culture, if you take every moment that this song was played in any of those mediums since 1963, you would be playing this song start to finish on loop for 17 years. <laughs> it's 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 out there. Like yeah. it is it is it is inescapable. Well, let's turn it over to Ed now. Ed, uh, we're going from the oldest song in the group to at least the newest sounding song in the yours group. Yours is newer. Mine Shockingly. is newer, but yours is the newest sounding. So let's turn it over to you, Ed. What did you bring for this girl group's beatdown? Um, I was torn between t- two girl groups in my mind because of whatever reason. I was like, <laughs> do I want to do Girls Aloud or do I want to do Little Mix? And then I decided on Little Mix because I, I, Perry is one of the best vocalists that I could think of uh, in the girl group realm that is the modern girl group realm um uh then i was like okay what song do i want to do from little mix i was like i could do weird people i really do like that song um i like wings i was like wings is a really good female empowerment song and then and like move which is another solid track but ultimately i landed on dna because i love the i i love how ambitious the song is and that that is like a is that is a check in the box red i think it uh dna it has fun scientific references in, in jade <laughs> I, I no oh, no lee no in the in the in the bridge they're like you're the, i'm the x to your y i'm like ooh, science lesson in the middle of this that's legit <laughs> i love production on this the production is like this dark synthesizers and then you have this like almost operatic uh tone as it comes out of the bridge when there's like and there's like delicious fuzz all over the track and the video on top of on top of all the amazing things that are happening in this song the video is this pseudo noir mini movie it's fantastic let's listen to a clip of this right, here's <laughs> dna by little mix no scientist or biology it's obvious when it's so 
So I'm being reminded how much I love this song as we're listening to it. It's just so great. The chorus is so catchy. The verses are so solid. You have the you have the twinkle of the music box piano in the beginning. You have the arpeggiators floating around. You have solid verse vocals from Perry. You have the fuzz, as I said, on the on the uh, in the bridge, and then after the bridge, you get this operatic movement. And, uh, it just, and there's nothing wrong with this song. <laughs> I love it. And like, in addition to that, it's like science references that are accurate, and and I love it. Um, and I, I don't know. I think I think Little Mix is showing that they are they are willing to take risks with this song in a way that I don't think they ever quite did again in their four records. But that but this one always comes back to me as one of their greatest and. And when I was re- I was reading a little bit more about the background, and they said that this song was inspired by their love of E.T. by Katy Perry, which is another great song. So it's like, yes, yes, great source material, great, great, great end result. Love this, hands down, amazing. I mean, I can totally hear the the E.T. remix oh, in there. Actually, now that you've said that, to- that's the song I was trying to put my finger on. I'm like, I feel like I've heard this. What what years is from it? Uh, this is right after they won, so 2009. 2009. Okay, 2012, sorry. I thought it was, sorry. A, yeah, I thought it was yeah like right around there, because I can oh. hear the, like, kind of dubstep, like, when dubstep was seeping into a lot of pop music. It kind of has that dubstep meets, like, the big up and down that was big, like, like the kind of uh, attack and pull back mm-hmm. and the hook mm-hmm. uh, was very popular around that period. Attack and release, is that what Attack and release, thank you. Yes, I'll totally take it. <laughs> uh, let's turn it over to Sammy. Sammy, what do you think about Little Mix's DNA? It has a really nice sound, um, and the music is nice. I'm not a fan of the kind of intentional stuttering thing, like the the, the, the DNA. Oh, I, yeah, that's not really my thing, but I mean, the vocals were good, and the melodies were good, so I'd like to hear the whole thing. Jen? I think that's the opposite. I love that, like, uh, that there was a Just a Bieber song that, that that was around this era, <laughs> which I'm, like, blanking, like, uh, it's, like, love me, uh, what's that, uh, I don't I forget what it is, but I love the stuttering. <laughs> Ed, uh, I'm sorry, Jennifer, uh, thoughts on DNA by Little Mix? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I hadn't heard it before today. And it did remind me very much of uh, Katy Perry's song. And I'm, although I like songs that have kind of that synth um, feel to it, I, this one just didn't get me. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't gravitate toward it. Um, and yeah, like Sam and I said, like the, the stuttering thing wasn't isn't really a, a sound that I, uh, I gravitate toward. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm not a huge fan of this song. Uh, did, did you I get also, a chance to watch the music video? That is a legitimate question. I, okay. So the, the video that I watched was just a lyrics video, which is actually really cute. Cause the girls were, they looked like, uh, sixties mod pinup models. And I was like, Oh, they're, they're cute. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's so funny. Like, of course, you know, yes, the the science element and also like the sci-fi feel. Like it evokes kind of oh, like yes, if I yes. if I saw this in a, you know, if this the song was in the background of a, a sci-fi movie, I could, you know, I know that's your wheelhouse and I I can see that being a thing. But for me, I just um and I I listened to it several times. I listened to it several times. Uh, but I just didn't really you know, it, it wasn't for me. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I the struggle I have with this one is I find it real anonymous. Like I don't, I don't hear any like definitiveness that makes me feel like, oh, that's what Little Mix is. Like that's what makes them unique. No and signature also, sound. There's no signature sound. Yeah, and it is kind of dated with like the dubstep elements in the beat. Um, it has one of my lesser favorite aspects of pop music where everybody gets a turn. Like where each member of the group gets to sing a different verse. Um, on the upside, it's funny because we keep coming back to the stuttering. I actually kind of like the stuttering. I don't know. Like in this one, it's kind of a sense of like um, they're 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 so overcome with the sentiment that mm. they can't really get the words out. So I kind of like that aspect of it. Um, and for as much as I think the sentiment of the song is a little is a is a little mixed i'm not as excited about the sci-fi element the commitment to it in the lyrics i actually really like what what is it about little mix tell me about little mix 
I what I love about them is they don't get they don't let their ego get in the way. That is like number one. There's <laughs> they're four albums deep into their into their group, and we all know most girl groups do not make it four albums. Like yeah, that's really impressive, by the way. I had no idea that they had four full albums. They have four full albums. They are consistent sellers. They are they don't do great, but they always do they always do well. <laughs> and I think and you have you have Perry who's a great vocalist. You have Jesse and Jane and Leanne, and they're always like they're always just they're always just like they'll always show up to the table with a B plus A minus, and that's and like like if I want a, if I want if I want to know I'm going to get a good girl group album, I will put on a little mix that I know I'm going to get it every single time. And so and they so, were a reality show. They, yeah, yeah, they mean, were like X Factor winners. Okay, season eight. Ironically, at the time, I was against their win. I was, I was team, I was team Misha B or Amelia Lilly. Obviously, I wasn't winning for Marcus Collins. Don't be ridiculous. But since then, Label Mix has really taken a place in my heart, and I really think the the biggest turn for me was DNA. I was like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna get for real on this sci-fi pop stuff. Oh, sign me up. Sign, I, they have a song called uh, Red Mars on their next album. No, they're committed. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's Ed, Ed's pick for this week. Uh, Little Mix's DNA. Well, uh, so I guess that turns over to me then, and I will do my pick for this girl group's beatdown, uh, as defined by the randomizer. Uh, you know, in the past on the show, I, I find that I really gravitate toward like wanting to talk about a band. And uh, so I'll have a song that I really love and I'll really want to talk about this band that I love. And I, I really like a band that's like still developing and still growing. I, I, to me, music is kind of like remembering what you love while still looking for the next thing. Like I, it's, it's like my drug and I just always need to find like what the next exciting thing is musically. Um, but, uh, you know. There's nothing, there's nothing greater than a band that you followed for a lot of years and you know their whole story. Um, this is not that week. Uh, <laughs> this week, I have a band which um, has one album uh, and no one has heard of them and they don't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I really, I was balancing this whole thing between two bands I really wanted to talk about for Girl Groups Week. One of them was the Ronettes. And the other one was Bikini Kill, mm. uh, which I will get to someday on the show, I promise. But uh, then I was listening to Sand Opinions, which is one of my favorite podcasts, and they were talking about a band uh, which was described in their album review as Bikini Kill meets the Ronettes. And I listened to this band, and I could not have agreed more. I love them so much. They're brand new. Uh, these are The Regrets, and this song is called Juice Box Bait. That song is like a minute and 45 seconds long is and it's that? got everything you need in a song. It's got a dynamite opening, a killer hook. It's got such a, like the drums in that song are freaking bulletproof. That, that rhythm guitar that comes in in the back are just like, that rhythm guitar is like on a machine. It's so there. Her vocals are awesome. And guys, the oldest member of this band is 19. The lead singer, uh, Lydia Knight is her name. She's from Los Angeles. Uh, she is 15 years old. <laughs> she and the rest of the band, they met at the School of Rock in Burbank. Oh my gosh, they play at the Christmas fair, they, the street fair that we School go of to. Rock, yeah, School of Rock yeah. is like a chain of music 
lessons. You can get music yes. lessons and they try to put bands together. So yeah, at our Christmas fair in the neighborhood, the School of Rock, because there's a main, one of the main uh, studios is right there next to where they do the Christmas fair. So they always play Christmas carols. Uh, Lydia's father, get this, Jennifer, runs the Hicksville Trailer Palace in Joshua Tree. Oh my what gosh, so if I say something nice, might we actually get a reservation in Hicksville? It's so hard to get a reservation. So there. hard. <laughs> um, uh, Max Morando, uh, Janessa Geriano, and Sage Nicole and the rest of the band. Uh, as I said, they're so new, they don't even have a Wikipedia page. They have one record with one of the greatest titles ever. Their record is called Feel Your Feelings, Fool, with an exclamation point. Come on, you guys. This is my favorite thing. Uh, the single off of their record, which has a pretty fun if kind of basic video, is called Hey Now. You should all totally look it up. But I love this song so much. I think it's just like, it, it is, this is how I define a girl group. It is girl driven and it is about girlhood. And the lyrics to this song, like my mom tells me I'm lazy cause it's you making me hazy. My head's spinning like crazy juice box, baby. It, it's, it's like just straight ahead. It's right there. And one of the great things about this band is they're all about like authenticity and no artifice and just like, this is what we are thinking right now. Um, I think it's great. And I, even if I lose this week, I got to play for you guys a band that nobody has heard of and they're so great and they almost never play because they're in freaking high school and they also live in the neighborhood i'm pretty <laughs> sure uh so that is the regrets uh and uh i'll play bikini kill another time i can guarantee it if we do this show long enough because i love that band so much uh that is the regrets juice box baby uh and you had some thoughts on this song and i wanted to turn it over to you what do you think about this song by the regrets uh, this is a great song. I love it. Power punk driven pop. I love it. Uh, my, like it comes down to it. My only qualm with this, Josh, even though it's an awesome song, is they're playing instruments, which is taking it out of the girl group realm, and that is unfortunately disqualifies you from this, from this, and people just can't vote for you because of it. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, really unfortunate because it's a great song. I mean, I, I, I guess I just disagree. I think that because again, like I said, I think because to me, I define a girl group by the content and the, and the focus, uh, the presentation more than whether or not they play instruments, I guess to me, it's okay. I mean, I think that like, if like the, the Ronettes could have done this song, I mean, the fact that they play instruments to me just makes it more fun. Uh, and the fact that they're kind of a punk band makes it even more fun. <laughs> like, I mean, it, I actually I, want I'm to see not, them I'm not disagreeing. It's a great song. It's, I, 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 for the first time I believe in this podcast, I didn't pick the newest song. So that's, <laughs> Ed broke up a little bit there, but he said uh, that for the first time, this was he did not pick the newest song, which is actually, I was kind of proud of that. I wanted to pick the newest song. Uh, Sammy, what are your thoughts on the regrets? I hate to say it, but I'm with Ed on this. I think uh, it doesn't count because they're playing instruments. And I do actually really want this is like the hill I will stand on. Right. I think that female bands have a hard enough time being taken seriously and legitimized. Uh, that to separate them out as a girl group, even though they play instruments, they're a band. They're not a girl band. They're not a girl group. They're a band. So, sorry. Interesting. Anyway, All right. All right. I didn't think it was going to go this way. I'm excited. This is a controversial pick. Yes. <laughs> Jennifer, what are your thoughts on the regrets? I think this is a super fun song. I think it's, I love kind of that like rockability punk garage band sound that they have high energy super fun love to see them in concert not only do they play instruments pretty sure there's a dude in the band yeah there's a the drummer's a boy but i, I still think that makes totally, him a girl totally totally disqualified i still think it's a girl group totally disqualified oh man i'm i i They're hope i get although, already, although then again i'm gonna i'm gonna give up one more like i'm gonna give up another some more little details about uh be my baby that will like <laughs> solidify your victory no 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 no, no. They, they may like you may think well, well okay that's you use that against me so i'm gonna use it against you but <laughs> you know it's 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 super fun um i yes would love to see them in concert um couple of thoughts as far as it's to me it's a, a female lead singer mm -hmm. and i think there are some other girls playing instruments behind her 
I, I don't feel like I, I'm not getting any sense of, you know, the harmonies or, you know, that that melodic sound they have. And, and even even in a, a high energy song like this, again, would love to see them in concert. Um, <laughs> but it's like to me, this would be no different than like Bow Wow Wow or Bananarama or any other band that kind of, you know, sprung out of that sound, you know. Well, Bananarama was three. I mean, Bananarama was a girl group. Yes. <laughs> so, but so that you're was telling they, they, me... They were a band. What's that, Ed? So you're telling me, Josh, that this song is both they play instruments, there's a male in the band, and they don't focus on harmonies. I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, again, because there was no... There, there, there is no textbook definition. I mean, there may be, like, references or ideas about what constitutes a girl group. But yeah, I mean, by the broadest definition, I, I don't believe that your song falls into that category. Because again, it's like, you know, like I could have gone with the Go-Go's or the Bengals. Like there's so many other girl groups or bands okay. that okay. would I, fit I, it I better than this groups. song. I don't know why we didn't start here. A girl group <laughs> is a music act featuring several female singers who generally harmonize together. Did you just wiki us? That's the Wikipedia entry. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the Wikipedia entry. Because yeah. I, I, I looked that up as well, and I agree with that, but I don't think I don't think that excludes uh, people that play uh, instruments, and I don't think that excludes the fact that like one of them is a dude. I think there's more to it than that. If you actually, if you go further into that entry, Ed, it says uh, the term girl group is also used in a narrower sense in the United United States to denote the wave of American female pop music singing groups, many of them were influenced by doo-wop, and which flourished in the 50s and 60s. And doo-wop is all over this song. This That's is a really style, yes. In, in that mm. doo-wop is really like what you know informed the Ronettes, which then informed this sound. Uh, so I, I think that mm. this is very much in a girl group tradition. I'm gonna hold to that. You know, speaking of uh, how most girl groups don't stick around very long because one of them is like, I don't need you guys. Let's turn it over to Sammy. Uh, Sammy, what, wow, did you, for that. what did you bring this week for uh, this uh, beatdown, uh, for this girl group's beatdown? Okay, well, mine kind of uh, like the next generation of Jen's pick, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, Wilson Phillips, which is like second generation American musicians. You've got... Carney Wilson and Wendy Wilson, who are the daughters of Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, and China Phillips, who is the daughter of John and Michelle Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas. Um, and I brought uh, Hold On. We can just start it and we'll go after that. Let's play it. I know this pain. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? can change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Mm. Is it really fair to feel this way inside? songs of all time um and it was definitely i was about five when it came out it was just my favorite song for like years um and i have to say i never wanted to know what the song was about and that was intentional because it's kind of for me it's, it's a very inspirational song and it can, you can kind of insert whatever situation you're going through um you know whether it's depression addiction bad relationship or for me right now listening to it it's kind of the state of the world that we're in right now and yeah. you know kind of the optimism but the kind of you've got to do the work like you have to make it better you can't just you know be passive and let everything go by so i mean for me 
it, it's just about, you know, holding on and working to have a better tomorrow. And, you know, I think that's a message that we all need, whether it be now or when it came out. I mean, all throughout life. I think it's very open-ended, and I like that. And I like the sound. Those great, like, late 80s, early 90s, kind of Phil Collins drums, especially towards the end. We had that kind of anthem style, the heavy bass drum, where they're, like, walking down the street with doing the chorus. It's just, it's powerful. It's like an anthem. So I love it. Uh, I cannot understate how many times I've listened to the song. Uh, this was one of my favorite songs when I was a younger man. I wore this damn album out. Uh, <clears throat> Wendy Wilson uh, for life uh, tattooed on my heart. Uh, this was just <laughs> such a a anthem. I mean, you're right. Like, it didn't really get called an anthem at the time, but like, gosh, you could just, when this song in, what was the movie Bridesmaids, where they brought out Wilson Phillips? And oh my gosh! It's just one of those songs that like, it is cheesy to the end, but you can't not kind of like start getting your head going mm -hmm. when they get into that hook. Oh, and they just, the harmonies on this group were really I, I would say underrated at the time. Uh, I think people were just more freaking out about how attractive China was at the time. Uh, but man, the harmonies on this group were so good and so reminiscent of that Beach Boys Laurel Canyon tradition in a pop all-girl ballad kind of early 90s flair. I mean, you're absolutely right about the drums. Those big cheesy snares coming out of the hook are just so fun i don't know it's like this is such a silly precious little moment i'm just, i was super excited you brought this one sammy because i do think this is such a like guilty pleasure and yet uh it's just great it's just a fun song jennifer thoughts on hold on yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna gush maybe not as much as josh just did but <laughs> I, this is actually one of my top three picks for tonight so when i when i heard that you picked it i was super excited I love this song, and I know when they first came out, everybody's like, oh, it's a novelty just because their parents were, like, you know, really influential in the music industry and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? They have a good pedigree. Uh, Mamas and Papas, the Beach Boys, you cannot get away from it. But they were better than that. They were better than just, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't just nepotism. Like, they, they maybe, you know, got a really good start, got a lot of attention because of their pedigree, but they, you know, they delivered. They they are amazing. Yeah, their voices are amazing together. Um, their their songs are great. It, it, and I, this got me through some dark times when I was living down the Cape. I had a really rough summer, and <laughs> um, but I love this song. And I will say, over the last couple of days, when I was thinking about you know the four songs that we were bringing to the table tonight, this one was the one that kept going through my head. <laughs> this is the, this is one that looped and. Yeah, it's really hard to say anything bad about it. I, yeah, don't, th I don't think I possibly could. But I, I just bring it back to will. Josh here. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, Josh has a thing for the redheads. I did not know this. Oh, Wendy? Well, I mean and Ginger. Oh, and Ginger Spice. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. We yeah. got two of them in Anybody this episode. Else? Anybody else catching the I'll, I'll make some. I'll get some here. thought. Right. Uh, Ed, Hold On by uh, Wilson Phillips. What, what are your thoughts Ooh. on this one? I'm I'm beginning to see why uh, Josh and Jen need, uh, have invited me on this podcast. Um, <laughs> as as the dissenting opinion on the panel, yes, bring it. I, I love it. I realize I realize I lost like in the Supreme Court of this. I lost the case, but you have to read my dissenting opinion anyways. We will um, listen. The the. the uh, first, when Josh told me this is the song Sammy picked, I was like, what? Like. Like in my head, I was like, I don't even know this song. And then I YouTubed it. I was like, oh, okay, I do. Yeah, I do right? know this no, song. Say that, say that again and say that louder, Sammy. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> so yeah, I YouTubed it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do know this song, don't I? Yeah, I guess. There's just something, this is something so cheesy in a way that I can't that I can't see past the production. Like when I think about production choices that I would make in music, like, whereas Little Mix is similar production style to something that I would make, this is, like, literally the antithesis of what something I would make. Like, it's, like, the worst bits of that era of music together, production-wise. The song, like, I, like, the, the melody is, is strong. There's no doubt about it. But it just, this is just not for me. I'm sorry. I actually, I oh, go ahead. in the early 90s. I was born in 88, to be clear. Uh, 
All right, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I, I actually agree with Ed on this. I do think that this song is kind of everything that was also wrong with pop music in this period. Uh, so Emotion when I listen pass. to it now, I do kind of have to like uh, uh, remember. I, I really have to focus on how much I loved it at the time because uh, I think hearing them do this song now, like if you look up, you know, because they broke up pretty much after their second record, but now they're back together and hearing them do this now, they do it really stripped down and like just kind of them mm -hmm. and it's just golden like so i think you actually have a really good point ed where i think a lot of what was bad about pop music at this during this period is in this song i just can't get away from like how golden that hook is yeah i mean there's so many things that we can break down analytically and it's like you and I, we used to go there's a lot a lot of times on the the gleeful podcast josh and ed would be saying the exact same thing but as ed was saying and he's like yeah and this is why i like it and, and josh would be saying yeah and, and that's why i don't like it <laughs> yeah. and then sometimes it goes the other way and and this is just one of those things that i mean and maybe it was where we were in our lives at that time and and the, the lasting impression and the you know the the feelings that it evokes and and the the, the strength that it gave us i don't know but yeah. it's just it, it always cracks me up that that's where you guys often say the exact same thing, but have this different result. That's pretty funny. Well, I think that you can, arguing the music is one thing. I think for me, though, it's more about the lyrics. Mm -hmm. I think the lyrics, I think it may seem a little bit cheesy, but I like that it's kind of open-ended. You kind of can apply it to many different circumstances in your life. And it's very optimistic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I like the most about it. When yeah. we get to finals, final notes, uh, Jennifer... It is time to give your final case on why people should vote for your song, Be My Baby, by the Ronettes, for this girl group's beatdown. Jennifer, what wow. do you think? That came back quick. Um, okay. It is it is the quintessential song that when you when you think girl group, you think sixties, you think wall of sound, you think harmonizing, you think, you know women strength. So that that is <laughs> And that is where I'm going with that. To just, you know, add a little bit more influence to its pedigree. Um, one of the best songs of the 60s, uh, as said by many several uh, sources in the music industry. In 2004, is was ranked 22 by Rolling Stone magazine as the the 500 greatest songs of all time. So I know, Ed, we've talked about like, well, you can't say the 500... 500 greatest songs of all time because that's constantly shifting but as recent as 2004 it was still called the 22nd best song uh again influenced amazing groups like the beatles and the the, the beach boys and uh and of course like the you know parents or grandparents of wilson phillips and <laughs> <laughs> so it it has this long history it defined a sound it defined an era it, it defined a genre there you go there you go um, am I supposed to say bad it's stuff about other want. people? You can say whatever you want. Okay. Ed, oh, nice enough sound. Um, I didn't, I didn't find that there was anything particularly memorable for me about DNA. Um, it's not anything that, uh, that comes to mind when I think of, you know, women empowerment, you know, girl group sound. Uh, Josh, again, super fun song. Nah, not sure about the the you know the category um lyrics a little juvenile i felt but again uh super fun and sammy yeah i don't know i can't say anything bad because this was again one of this was on my short list as possible contenders for tonight and um just a fantastic song all i can say is mine came first <laughs> I, I love when you try to be mean. That's, that's my favorite thing is when Jennifer tries to be mean. Uh, let's turn it over to Ed now. Ed, uh, final notes on why people should vote for DNA by Lil Mix in this girl group speeddown. Okay, well, Little Mix have a history of winning number one. They are the <laughs> only group in X Factor UK history to win. And you know how difficult that is for a group to win? One direction, one freaking direction couldn't even win X Factor UK season seven. But X Factor UK season eight, Little Mix won. They slayed A. Uh, B, <laughs> that was, when you look at, look at this field of girl groups that we have here today, 
whether some of them should be included or not off the table. None of them have four studio albums. Four. That is more than the Renettes, more than the Regrets, and more than, yeah. Four, that is a solid. That is true. Like, like if you want a girl group that is going to stay a girl group, they have more studio albums as a whole, wholesome than one of the most iconic girl groups of our time, which is the Spice Girls, which we mentioned at the top of the show. They are already in a league of their own, and DNA slays. It, 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 it has the best bits of As Long As You Love Me by Justin Bieber, combined with all the, all the, Gravitas and Operatic Infusion from E.T. by Katy Perry. These are great references to be pulling from, and Little Mix delivers consistently all the time. And their video is noir, inspired by Sin City. Hello, ambitious, strong vocalists. Done. <laughs> well, that is Ed's pick for this week. Uh, DNA by Little Mix. I will go next. Uh, my pick for this week is The Regrets. It is uh, the song Jukes, Jukebox Baby by The Regrets. Um, you know, I think it's a girl group. I think it is a female-driven group, uh, which is talks about girlhood in a very honest and direct way. It is music by girls for girls. And I will say, I'm going to stand up and say it is the most girl group of all of them because she's 15 years old. This is an actual girl group music by girls about girls for girls. And I, I think that's undeniable. I think this song is so much fun. I think the fact that they are young and creating such tight, exciting, thrilling music is, it cannot be denied and deserves your vote. Uh, I think that we should be excited. You know, one of my favorite things that when they, they were talking about this song on Sound Opinions and uh, Jim DeRogatis, who was talking about the song, actually said, when I listen to this, I feel if I had 20 bands like this, we could change the world. And I believe that. If kids could get excited about this type of music, loud, fast, exciting rock and roll, like that classic, uh, This Weapon Kills Fascists written on a guitar, that's how I feel about this song. And so I love the regrets. It gives me hope in so many ways. And not like kids today are screwed, but just the fact that like kids still want to make loud, exciting things and they don't give a crap about the world it just makes me happy and that's why i love this song and that's why i love the regrets and i'm excited to play a band on the show that is this fresh this new and you all are cooler now for having heard of them because of the hot new thing uh, i love Thank be you, my Josh. baby by the ronettes i truly do i think it's one of the greatest songs ever written um i think it has expanded beyond girl group status. I think it is too big to win a girl group's beatdown. If we were going to do greatest songs of the 60s beatdown, then absolutely the Ronettes. But I just think it's too big for this. You've also heard it one too many times. Uh, DNA by Little Mix, I just think it's too anonymous. And Sammy, uh, I love Hold On, but that song even now is so dated and I have a hard time listening to it without nostalgia involved. And nostalgia is dangerous and bad for you and uh, should be recognized as such. I actually believe that, and I'm not going to cut that part out. Uh, so that was my pick for this week. Uh, it is The Regrets. I'm going to turn it over to Sandy now. Bring out the claws, Sammy, and tell us why people should vote for Hold On by Wilson okay, Phillips. Well, I'm actually going to start at the other end, and I'm going to tell you why you can't vote for other people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Josh, you're just wrong. That's a band. It's not a girl group. It's not a girl band. It's a band. So the song was good. I agree with all of your points about the song itself, but it doesn't count because they're a band. Uh, Jenna, I've got nothing bad to say to you. It was a quality pick. Uh, but Ed, we're not judging career duration. We're not judging music videos. We're judging songs. So we're going to talk about songs. Mine was relatable. I mean, women, men, anyone can relate to being in a bad place and wanting to give up. But the song's about finding the strength to either hold on and keep fighting or to just change your situation entirely. And I think in the current landscape of the world, the song is still relatable. We need all the optimism and inspiration we can get to keep fighting and to do the work to make things better. So I think my song is the best tip. 
got good, but high five to everybody yeah. this week. Everybody brought it this week. I, I'm, I'm giving the sitting s- slow clap. That is amazing. <laughs> that was good stuff, guys. <laughs> well, now, dear listeners, it is up to you to vote for which of our songs you think is the best girl group song that you heard this week. You can vote on Twitter by tweeting us at BeatdownPod. You can email us at BeatdownPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tell us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatdownPodcast. And let us know. Um, what you uh, what you thought was the best girl group song this week and it goes without saying you want to tell us all of the many songs that we forgot to mention we will be back next week I don't know what the theme is going to be yet but uh, I will post that on Facebook I've started posting the theme on Facebook so you can give us some early suggestions if you want to influence our choices um, that's a fun thing you can do so definitely let us know about that uh, and uh, yeah that's pretty much it for us Sammy if people want to follow you where should they go uh, at Sammy Higgins, S-A-M-I-H-I-G-G-I-N-S on Twitter. That's awesome. Jennifer, if people want to follow you on the socio- social media, <laughs> social media, yeah, there are days, right? <laughs> mm. Some days. I try to keep it pretty uh, even, even level-headed. Uh, I'm at Jenny B. Creative. That's J-E-N-N-I, the letter B, Creative. And uh, Ed, where should people go if they want to follow you? Uh, and please spell your last name. Um... A, don't follow me right now. Uh, it's, it's Edward Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. And in, in, unless you're okay with many BBCAN like it, it, it just needs to be said. Avoid the BBCAN 5 is going to end in 69 days. It's a super short season. So just... Just hold off. <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram and all the things at Josh Burnell, B-U-R-N-E-L-L. My movie does premiere this week. Uh, if you're probably going to be hearing this either the day before or the day of the screening. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in L.A., you should get tickets. If you're not, uh, you know, just, I don't know, put some pictures on Instagram. Yeah, but so hopefully I, it'll be yeah, fun. It's I, called Pass for the Lake. It uh, should be fun. Uh, and that is it for us. Please vote for the beatdown. Leave us a five-star review on uh, iTunes. It helps other people sell, uh, find the show. Unless, you know, I'll probably say that again in a couple seconds with the sign-off. For us, Josh and Ed and Sammy, good night, everyone. Good night. Beatdown is a production of us and is recorded in the office attached to our garage. Our theme song is Optimism by the Numbers by Brian Lerner and used with his permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find the show. The music clips we discuss in this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. If you want to listen to the songs we talked about this week in their entirety, visit us on Twitter at BeatdownPod, online at BeatdownPodcast.com, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash beatdownpocket.